You're listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here's episode 21, covering up mold concerns. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now let's get to the episode. Mold podcast, Steve. Today we are talking about covering up mold concerns. What do you? What is? What does that mean when when mold concerns are covered up? So if you have uh, say mold growing on the ceiling um, in your bathroom, some people just will try to paint over it, or they just put more sheetrock over it. So covering up mold is, you know, maybe knowingly or unknowingly, you're putting stuff. You know, another layer of flooring over it so that people can't see it. So that's what I mean by covering it up is people do it on purpose because the M word is a is a nasty word. So that's what I'm talking about when we when we go over all this in this uh, podcast is uh, the consequences of that and and what it is. Now, do you think some people cover up mold not because they're trying to cover up mold, but but they think that actually covering it up will fix or encapsulate the mold issue? Uh, yes, I, I, I believe uh, we know nowadays, uh, I called, I used to call them actually weekend warriors, you know, the guys that their uncle uh, taught them how to frame one wall and on the weekends they think they're a contractor. <laughs> uh, but nowadays we have YouTube and I'll be honest with you, if there's something that I need to fix on a vehicle, which I'm not a mechanic, I go right to YouTube. So I'm sure people just Google it and there's all sorts of uh, incorrect ways, I guess is the best way to say it, um, and snake oils that they sell. You know, you just have to spray this if you have a mold problem. And I think they they do think that they're doing it the right way. And at the end of the day, it's kind of like the, uh, the theory of using bleach on mold. Um, I hear it all the time. I did 
a mold inspection this week, and that's what the, the homeowner had done, is he thought he was doing the right thing and was spraying bleach on it. And he literally thought he was doing the right thing. So I just think people in their own minds really think that, you know, YouTube, the guy on YouTube that's telling them what to do is the correct way to do it. And they don't know any better. I mean, there's not many mold specialists out there. So I think a lot of people honestly think that they're doing the right thing, and they don't think they're actually covering something up. Exactly. Well, and you talked about YouTube. What's interesting is there are lots of YouTube videos that say the best way to deal with mold is to just spray bleach on it. Yeah, that's 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 probably the most common thing I, I hear. And, uh, you know, the gentleman that I was just talking about, like I said, he was trying to do the right thing. And he he knew he wasn't going to fix the mold problem per se, but he thought he was going to keep it under control until they got a, a professional out there. But as I explained to him, and, and we've talked about it, I talk about it all the time in my books, I talk about it in the podcast, that is something that if if you don't know what you're doing with mold, just get a specialist in there. But the problem you have with bleach is 90% of bleach is water. So, for instance, you know, the, the guy I dealt with this uh, last week, he was spraying it on, it was tongue and groove, uh, probably pine on, on the walls of a closet. Well, it, ironically, that that uh, tongue and groove wasn't it didn't it was just installed. They didn't even put a clear coat over the top of it, so it was a lot more porous than it would if you had a stain on it. But anyhow, what happens is you spray that bleach. Well, the chlorine evaporates quite quickly, and then the water goes into the wood, and because of the density of that wood. It's, it's porous enough that more or less the mold spores are just going deeper and deeper in there. So at the end of the day, we're not going to talk too much about mold because we've talked about it before. The only time you are to use uh, bleach on, on a mold problem is if it's on a non-porous surface such as tile, concrete, uh, brick, stuff like that. Otherwise, do not ever use it on anything that's cellulose materials. So that's a good thing to bring up because... That's what we hear all the time. Bleach. Just use bleach. EPA actually says it in their book. And and, and they're correct. And the problem is, is, but they don't explain in the right context when it's okay to use bleach. Exactly. Which is, you know, again, you know, when people think about covering up something, most of the time people are thinking, well, in order to cover up something, you have to be consciously wanting to cover it up. And what you're talking about is there are lots of ways that people may be covering up mold and not realizing that they're not solving the problem. They're just covering it up. Correct. And and that's that's why, you know, you get a specialist to come in. It's no different. Uh, the analogy I always use is if you go to your GP and he says, yeah, you've got high blood pressure. He puts you on meds and, it's, and it doesn't take care of it. What's he going to do? He's going to send you to a specialist. Exactly. So your home should be no different than your health. So if you do have concerns, call call the right professionals. You know, we do phone consultations. People that live, obviously, across the country and world, they have a local specialist that they can call if they need someone on site to go look at it. But if you don't know what you're doing, just leave it alone. Um, I'll go back to this gentleman that I did this mold inspection for. He said he knew he wasn't fixing the problem, but he thought he was trying to help it. And he did things, and he wasn't trying to cover it up. So, you know, that's kind of a different story. He was just trying to keep it under control. But he opened the crawlspace access panels 
And he was actually blowing air through there because the humidity was so high. And what I had told him, his HVAC system was in the crawl space. So all he was doing was just spread mold spores everywhere. He would have been better off if you think you have an issue, like the mold was in a, in a, a bedroom closet. He should have just put Visqueen up and sealed it off and did what we call a containment. So, so for him, like I said, he knew he wasn't trying to cover it up. He was just trying to fix it. But many people knowingly do try to cover up mold. And, and that's that's something that when we are doing mold uh, inspections and we can't cut holes in floors or walls, when people knowingly cover up mold, that's a big that's a big deal. And you've seen it on some of the jobs that we do where we go in, we give it an estimate for something fairly simple. We pull off the the exposed wall covering and find out there's more wall coverings behind that. One of the jobs we just did recently, what was there, three or four wall coverings? Yeah, and yeah. so that, to me, they purposefully covered it up. And, you know, when you get into that, you get into a lot of liability issues and stuff like that. So just, you know, for the most part, like I said, if you're knowingly covering it up, there's, I can't, there's nothing I can do to change people's minds about it. But if you don't know what you're doing and you think you're fixing it, don't do that. Exactly. Now, what are the consequences of covering up mold? Uh, like we just uh, talked about, when you go to do mitigation, um, obviously it's going to cost more. Uh, the The job I was just referring to, we pretty much doubled our original estimate in chain because of the change orders. So it's going to cost you more money down the road. It Once again, you have a legal liability issue. If you knowingly covered that up, and you're the, you're the owner, and you sell that home. When you sell the home, you have to fill out a disclosure. Well, if you don't put that in there, and then they find out there's a mold issue later on, it's hard. It would be hard to pin it down on which homeowner covered it up, but let's just say you bought it new, and then you go to sell it, and you covered up mold. The buyers can now come back on you legally and say, you knowingly covered this up, but you didn't disclose it. So that's obviously one of the concerns is, is a liability issue. On top of that, covering up mold, so people think that if they just throw another layer of sheetrock over the top of it, that it's not going to be a problem because they don't see it. Once again, it's a spore. It's in the air. So it's you're not really going to get rid of it unless you totally encapsulate it and you know spray it with kills and all that. But that's nearly impossible. So you still have the negative health effects, or it could affect you negatively. So... That, that's another thing to keep in mind. Just because you, you can't see it doesn't mean it's not harmful to you. Absolutely. So so how do people know? Because I think sometimes people, they sort of debate about whether what they're seeing, whether it's on a subfloor, on a wall is mold versus something like stain colors versus dormant mold. To prevent covering stuff up, how do you know what's what? Dormant mold, stain colors, all that kind of stuff. Um, if, as far as... For me, the way I obviously would know is as a specialist, dormant mold doesn't have, think of the mold like say on your bread or your cheese. It's white and green and it's really fuzzy and you can tell it's, it's life growth. When it's dormant, it just is kind of a, a, depending on what mold type it is, it's just like black in color or just green. Sometimes it's red. And you can tell it's not it's not fuzzy. You can you can tell that it is it's a dormant mold. 
the, the problem you have though, so, and I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast, but I know in my books, I say this and I tell it to my clients all the time, even as a certified mold inspector, I can't say yes, that's mold or no, it's not. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, once again, on a liability issue is let's say I'm doing an inspection for a buyer. I go in there. I think what I'm seeing is, is a dormant mold colony. And at the end of the day, it was just discoloration from, could have been from anything. It could have been installed that way, if that makes sense. And then when they swab it and they send it to a lab and they say, no, it's not mold. Well, then they can come back on me and say, hey, you told us it was mold. So even as a mold inspector, I cannot say it's mold. I'll tell my clients, we'll be looking at it and I'll, I'll tell them on paper, I, I have to call this suspected mold or a mold-like substance. But looking at it, we both know that it's mold. So that is one thing that you have to be very careful with because especially on, let's say, OSB, um, it could just be discoloration because of the ink that they print on that OSB. So you got to be careful to not just jump to, oh, it is a mold problem. Yeah. So, so then given the fact that <clears throat> you want to have clarity about whether or not what you're dealing with is something that needs an expert or needs testing, what would you recommend to people to keep them from covering up mold concerns, whether they know they're doing that or not? What tips do you have for them? So for the people that aren't knowingly doing it, as I said earlier, hire a professional call. You can, for us, you can go to the website, you can book a consultation, you can pay for it right through the website. Um, there's a questionnaire that we send to them. And the reason behind that is, so I have all this information once I get on the phone call. So I'm not spending 30 minutes asking them questions, which we I can already have right in front of me. So you can do a phone consultation with us. It at the end of the day, I don't really care if you're going to hire somebody else locally, but you need to get a professional in there. Now, if you're knowingly covering it up, you probably are going to have a guilty conscience anyways, but just keep this in mind. If you're knowingly covering it up, whether you're selling the home or you're living there, covering it up is not, you're not doing yourself any good, neither by, by, However you want to cover it up, you can try painting over it, you can put another layer of sheetrock on it, flooring, whatever, but you're exposing everybody in your home to a mold issue. And at the end of the day, I would hope that you would look at it and say, am I sick all the time because I covered up that mold in the bathroom last year? Or is my daughter sick all the time? That's one thing you got to keep in mind is, is if you're knowingly covering it up, you're just exposing people to, a, you know, about a, a mold concern that you're you're allowing to uh, more or less affect the health of your home and everybody in it. Yeah. Reminds me of a saying, you can run, but you can't hide. Exactly. So the mold, the gift that keeps giving. All right, everybody, you heard it from the expert. We will talk to you guys in the next episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.